Please note, this episode may contain a discussion of depression, anxiety, self-harm, suicidal thoughts, and or reference of other mental health disorders that may act as triggers. Hi guys! Hello, hello, it's Teresa and Carol, and welcome to our new episode of Conversations with Friends. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are very, very happy to have you back and that you are here. Yeah, it's actually our second time recording this episode today because, yeah, just life happens and then there was a flu going around, going, oh, I can't speak, <laughs> there's a flu going around in Berlin and, yeah, Clara was sick and then Carol got sick and then we were partying for Halloween, you know, and as it sometimes is, you drink too much alcohol and then you hang over, so we're just like, you know, we really also want to feel comfortable doing this episode and, um, yeah, I just want this to be perfect. I guess it can never be perfect, but anyways. Um, but yeah, we're also really happy to not be alone today and have a very, very special friend to join our chat. Um, Clara, before I talk too much, why don't you just introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Clara. I'm 22 years old and I'm good friends with Teresa and Carol. I'm at Teresa in university on my actually my very first day I saw you that's True, actually really cute yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I met uh, Carol through Teresa and I'm here because I have a quite serious topic to to talk to, oh my god <laughs> sorry I've been working for six hours that's all good. it's your first time recording so, a podcast <laughs> yes um, so I want to talk to you guys about depression because I, as many other people, suffer from this mental illness and I kind of feel like it's something which needs to be more open or people need to be mm -hmm. more open about it because, I don't know, I feel like it's sometimes a kind of like, in German we would say taboo thema. Yeah. <laughs> How would you say that in English? Taboo. 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 Is it taboo? Taboo, taboo yeah. Taboo topic, yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's kind of a serious topic what we want to have a, like, I don't know, chill chat about it. And yeah. Just clear some questions and just... I don't know, talk about it. Just open up about it as well, because also a little disclaimer before we start this. We're not therapists, we're not experts. If you feel like there's something going on, talk to someone, talk to a professional, talk to your parents. But Get help. Yeah, we're not, like, telling you what to do or what's the right way. We just want to, because Karen and I, like, we don't have it, and we just want to talk about it more, because I feel like if you, we just want to open up about it, like you said, and just start a chat, start a conversation, also make people aware, especially I feel like in the pandemic, a lot of people, um, are more and more people... Um, started to get depression or yeah and you're more prone as well to get yeah. it maybe in lockdown yeah because they're like the world was basically just shut down and mm -hmm. there's so many things changing people lost their jobs and and so on and so on not just the pandemic but just in general i feel like like you were saying it's very taboo and we just want to talk about how important it is and how normalized it should get because so many people have it and feel like they can't talk about it and i feel like it also helps the person who suffers from the depression i can only speak for myself mm -hmm. but i feel like if i talk to my friends about it, it's it's a hot topic and it's not that easy to come up be like okay guys i have a mental illness <laughs> what do yeah. you think about it? no but it actually helps you if people understand helps people to understand mm -hmm. you better mm -hmm. and i feel like that helps myself so i don't have to feel like guilty or something if i'm not like if i cannot join the group for i don't know a night in a bar because i'm not yeah. feeling well so i feel more understanding mm -hmm. and that's yeah i think a really important part about it mm -hmm. to actually talk to your friends about it and to like have them understand you more yeah yeah that's why we want to have this chat because also karen and i were like okay i think you always know you think what you know what depression is but 
but you sort of don't like yeah. at the same time yeah you just kind of it's that's why it's good because we are we're also learning about it but um before we get more into it um we kind of um got like got a little bit of a definition from the internet um the clinical definition of depression before we kind of talk go deeper into it but um depression is a common and serious medical illness that negatively affects how you feel the way you think and how you act depression can lead to a variety of emotional and physical problems and can decrease your ability to function at work and at home so that's just a clinical definition but yeah yeah i think well guess everyone has their own not definition of it, but we just wanted to have like a little, you know, clinical thing in there. But um, yeah, well, let's just start talking to you, Clara. And the first question I have for you today, which I think is a very important one, is what actually is the difference between being sad and being depressed? Because I feel like a lot of people are like thinking this, that when they feel sad is also depressed or when they're depressed, they think they're just sad. Like, you know, it's just like a big confusing thing like what is what so can you explain that to us yeah for sure so it's actually a really hard question because there's not i don't think that is there is a universal answer to that but sadness isn't kind of emotion that everyone can feel and everybody feels like when they experience a bad bad um i don't know a bad breakup a breakup a loss if you if you lose people or like not in generally if they died, but in general, if you lose a friendship or something, if you get dis- disappointed. So I think sadness is an emotion that is really bad. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. say, I don't want to put weight to this is more worse than the other one. Um, this is worse than the other one. Wow. <laughs> Romantic, my best friend. <laughs> but sadness actually can go away quite quickly. And that's a big difference between depression and sadness because if you're sad you're you're most of the time still able to live your everyday life and Mm -hmm. um it doesn't have a very big impact on your living Mm -hmm. like on your everyday life you can still go to work you can still function and everything and with depression it's kind of different like it also depends on which type of depression you have if you have like a real serious bad one or if you only have a light one which if you have a light one is really bad as well like it really really is a hard thing and it is a real mental illness so I think people should really recognize this as a real illness Mm -hmm. I feel like also people often like they they're really really quick to say oh yeah like I haven't been feeling good I've been depressed and sometimes you don't really know the meaning yeah, behind and it I and you just say it so easily. True, but like for me, if you feel, if you are experiencing depression, it's it's most of the times like worthlessness and hopeful, a hopelessness, not hopefulness. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, hopelessness and kind of guilt because you feel guilty that you are not able to do your everyday things, to do your chores, to like keep up with friends, to mm-hmm. do your stuff in university, to go to work, right? So that's the kind of guilt you're dealing with on your everyday life. And you um, lose interest in the things that usually enjoy that, and like, I don't know, hobbies or... Kind even of just going out, I guess. Yeah, even just, yeah, you isolate yourself. Or Like, I'm only talking about my experience right now. It's not yeah. like every single person <laughs> experiences it the same way, but it also has a lot of physical signs like uh, sleeping problems and low appetite, loss of energy. And in actually some cases, people want to end their lives because yeah. of that, because mm-hmm. it's just not... It doesn't feel like living anymore because they feel kind of empty and 
what I've actually experienced once was I felt like I lost the connection to myself and the world. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know, my mind is somewhere else. Like, and that sounds so so easy and so cheesy, but it's actually really hard if you cannot like put your mind and your body together anymore. Yeah, like the mind and body connection is yeah. so important, and we like, often forget because sometimes like I feel like when when you like when you have a bad day or something like obviously not being depressed but sometimes I have those days where I'm like I don't feel like I'm present but like my body is there but I don't feel like mentally I'm there and like I'm just like like somewhere else floating around sometimes exactly and I yeah I'm there but I'm not Mm -hmm. totally and I also like what I kind of experience is if your mind is like okay I do want to like I do want to get up I do want to move but your body is just not moving it's Mm. like it's like something is keeping you in bed like a weight like yeah like a total weight on and you cannot get up but you really want to get up but at the same time you just can't and it's like Mm -hmm. this total battle between your mind and your body and that's I think one of the really bad parts about depression as well Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. It's um there goes a lot of on your head right there. Yeah. But how did you like notice it with yourself? We're obviously talking quite general right now, but like just how did you no- notice it with yourself? So, I started going to therapy when I was like 12 years old because my mom noticed that I was not feeling very good and she was like oh I just have the feeling that you should talk to a professional and that was actually a really really good call and um, I think like two years later or something um, I got my first diagnosis with depression and I didn't really think about it before like I wouldn't I wouldn't have said that I have a depression or something it's just it just happened somehow and um I don't know, and um, I did go through, I think, three or four therapists because I moved and then I had to get a new therapist. I got Mm -hmm. a new therapist when I came to Berlin. And um, so, and every single one told me the same thing, so I'm quite sure the diagnosis is the right one. (laughs) Yeah. But um, for me, it was was actually diagnosed by my therapist. I wouldn't have diagnosed myself with depression. Yeah. Like after they told me I was like well that makes sense it kind of makes sense like how I've been feeling and everything and you're like oh it's actually not because sometimes you it's kind of hard for you to figure out if it's normal how you're feeling like Mm -hmm. because as we talked before is it just sadness or is it already depressed Mm -hmm. like that that's Mm -hmm. such a fine line and you're you're with self like if you are judging yourself you're like okay I don't know it's maybe just a bad day but then the bad days continue and continue and become into bad months and a bad year and then you're like okay I think it's more than just a sad yeah. day and I feel like you also don't want to realize it like, yeah you true. don't want to say about yourself that you have because to, there's like, so many stigmas with it exactly right? yeah. exactly and like like we said a few times already it's so like taboo and so yeah. people really don't feel open about talking about their feelings yeah but how did you feel as well like when you got actually got diagnosed with it like I'm I was just wondering did like that change anything for you it was more like oh okay like I'm realizing this is what it is now like did that change your feelings and oh for me I don't know it kind of sounds weird probably for you guys but I felt really relieved oh yeah I was actually about because to there, say there, that. there was a mm-hmm. reason behind my my um my struggles like mm-hmm. there was someone who told me, "Oh, it's not you. You're not. You're not being lazy. You're just 
you're having a mental illness. Like it's not your fault that you cannot function mm-hmm. the way other people function as well. Because I actually like I saw that all my friends had such a good time all the time, and I was experienced this, uh, experiencing the same thing. So I was tra- I was traveling with uh, my best friend uh, after high school, and she really felt everything so deeply and she was so connected to everything and she was like i think it was the best time of her life and i was like it's great but not but, for me but i don't know i'm i'm i felt like i could only experience like 60 or 70 percent of happiness if mm-hmm. i'm like in a in a situation where i would have to um feel a hundred percent of happiness because everything was perfect because i like I saw the most beautiful places on earth and I was like, well, if are you not grateful? Like that's the kind of guilt part again. And, and then you, you blame like, yourself. Yes. Like what is going on with me? What's wrong? Like what's wrong? What like <laughs> you ungrateful bitch. <laughs> no. But you know, no. that's kind of like the struggle within yourself. And um so for me it was actually really um relieving to know that it, it was not my fault and that I, that it's actually something I can work on. Like, mm-hmm. there is there is a solution to this. Like, yeah. maybe not a solution, but, like, a way to feel better and a way to work on this. But also, like, you were talking about it before a little bit and explaining it, but, like, can you explain to us and to everyone who's listening, like, what does depression feel like? Like, is there, like, a physical feeling you could describe it as or, like... You know, like when you would describe it as someone, I always think like, you know, did I already have depression? Or like, you know, you question yourself. So you're like, and I feel like the only way to like think about it is like, does it like physically feel like pain? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, for me, depression is 100% physically. So I um, actually, for this podcast, I brought you guys this book. <laughs> um, like it's a little black notebook where I write down um, my feelings and like not like feelings like, Oh, I'm happy, I'm sad, but like physical feelings, like mm-hmm. what I experienced with my body. And I just, I'm just gonna read out a few um, words I wrote down in the last two yeah, years. Sure. So you guys kind of get an impression of what I, like, what it's like for me. It's only my personal experience, but mm-hmm. like some of the words were helplessness, tired, trapped in disappointment, miserable to the spine, paralyzed, no power. Dizzy, heavy feeling in the chest, breathlessness, numb, panic. Sometimes I had the feeling like I needed to punch around me. Um, feel like, I, and I felt like I'm going crazy. Sometimes it hurts so bad that I cannot move, and there's nothing that can help it. And I often felt overwhelmed by my emotions, and I was not able, I was not able to um, keep up a daily routine because, as I said before. I felt like I couldn't move because mm-hmm. I was just feeling so bad. It's actually crazy how like how it can affect you so physically. Yes. And just so and that, I think that's actually the really big difference between being sad because if you're feeling sad, are you really like do you experience breathlessness? It's not it's just one of the many symptoms, but are you are you feeling like I think I I once heard that in depression there are like I think like 
a few terms, like I think it's 15 to 20 or something. And if you're experiencing like five or seven of those, you can you can say that you have a light kind of depression or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, five of the yes. symptoms. I don't know if it's actually five. I don't want to give you any wrong information, but that's how it kind of works. So yeah. okay. And I just feel like as I read this, because I wrote this down for, for our podcast, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> There are many Quite red flags right there. Because, <laughs> yeah, when you, when you said the breathlessness thing, I think when you said, like, for example, when you have a heartbreak, I think that also physically affects you. True. Like, yeah. It's like a pain in your heart, actually. Yeah. But I think, like, what you were saying before, it's still, like, I guess it depends on person, but most of the times you still are able to, like, continue day-to-day life. Like, you're able to, like, breathe and stuff. Yeah. Unless you have, like, a panic attack or something. But then also I was thinking, like, if you have, like, a really, really bad heartbreak, Maybe that can, is a part of depression. That it can you, totally that you feel lead then. to yeah. depression. Yeah. Like for me, yeah. actually, when when my boyfriend broke up with me a long, like quite a while ago, uh, it actually led to another episode of mine. Like I would say, um, I would like for me for my depression, I I'm not just I want to say that I'm not depressed all the time for me my depression comes in episodes Mm -hmm. like that's what you call them actually in the clinical Mm -hmm. definition and I would say I had like I think three or four episodes and the last one was actually because of a breakup because it was just it was just the last thing that brought my whole life out of control like there were many other things that went wrong, but this thing it was like the major. Yeah, it was not. It was. I wouldn't say it was the reason, but it was the trigger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't blame anyone <laughs> for for giving me um, a yeah, depressive course. episode. But it was just. I don't know. It was just a trigger of it. The whole situation just yeah. acted as a trigger, basically. Yeah. So I would totally say that a heartbreak can definitely lead to a depression or like cause not not cause but trigger depression. Yeah, trigger. Yeah. And um, that's actually a thing. People, I feel like people are just kind of like smiling at this kind of fact. Like, yeah, heartbreak. Everyone experiences a heartbreak. Yes, but for a person who is suffering from a mental illness. A heartbreak can actually be really, 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 really bad. Yeah. So, you know. Because you spiral again. You spiral yes. into your hole. Because when you have a heart, like when a normal, I don't want to say normal. No, like no. A person without mental illness has a heartbreak. You already spiral into this dark hole and you want to lay in bed all day. Yeah. And then it's just like, if you already are depressed as well, then like, you know. It's just this double weight on yeah. you, basically. Yeah. And I can't explain but That's just how I explain it to myself or like how I would see it you know for me it's actually because I kind of feel like I'm falling into old patterns mm-hmm. so if I'm like if I would experience a heartbreak today I would probably get into another episode just because I know all the kind of feelings that are coming back mm-hmm. and they kind of scare me mm-hmm. and that's actually a big part of it like to be scared about the, the episode and that kind of gets you deeper into mm-hmm. it you know it's kind of like counterproductive <laughs> yeah but that's why you have a therapist for like they can they can kind of be like your safe surrounding and kind of like help you to get out of everything and I'm actually really glad I have a really nice ther- therapist and um she's helping me really good and I'm oh, feeling very sorry. good today yeah. <laughs> that's good that's good to hear yeah and I also because we already talked about um the like we just talked about it before about like the mind and body connection so like I wanted to know like are there any side effects of your depression that you feel like 
can you just give us an example or like a situation where you like felt that depre- the, the depression coming in or like a side effect from it? Totally. Well, for me, it's um, I get panic attacks and moving spaces like trains and cars. It sounds kind of weird. And they are worse when I'm in a depressive or episode. But still, if I'm like riding a train today, it still gets me. It still kind of affects me because I just, I cannot really explain it to you because I think it's just, it's probably just really stupid, but I kind of have the feeling I'm trapped inside something. And every time I told my mom about it, she actually said, well, you can get out of the train, like in the next train station to just mm-hmm. get out. And I was like, well, it doesn't help me because I'm not at my destination yet. So I cannot get out. Like yes. I could physically get out, but I would still not be there. And it's a, it's a kind of feeling that I'm trapped inside something that doesn't make me feel safe, but I have to stay there to get to my destination. So I yeah. kind of feel like that, that's, that's what I, why I get the panic attacks yeah. <laughs> or kind of the cause. And uh, for me, typical signs are like breathing problems. So I start hyperventilating mm-hmm. and, and I get really shaky and everything and I kind of like I get a really sharp view of everything because I notice every single thing that goes around me and that kind of makes me makes me crazy go crazy as well but um there was a time I was actually always carrying a plastic bag with me because actually that's a good tip um for people who are suffering from panic attacks you probably have seen it in movies. Like yeah, the people I've only are... seen it in movies, just like someone breathing into a paper bag. I, I thought, thought it was, it was a like myth, not... but it's not. It's actually really true, and it's ha- helping so good. I once tried it because I saw it in a movie, and I read it online. But And I was like, well, I'm just giving it a try. And it, it was really good. So actually, I had an, every single coat of my, in my wardrobe, I had a plastic bag. And um, it just helps you calm down your, your hyperventilating. Because um, for me, it was always, I got a really fast pounding heart as well, mm-hmm. which was actually not real. Like, it was real, but my heart and my pulse wasn't, wasn't racing. It was, so it was just, just my mind. It was just my mind telling me because my mind thought I was in, in danger, mm-hmm. and we're like, okay, and if you are in danger, you need more blood pressure and everything, so they keep everything up. And it was actually not true. Like once, um, once I got my uh, pulse tested when I um, had a panic attack, and I was like, well, my heart's racing. The the um, the medical guy was saying, well, no, it's not. Like you can look on the screen; yeah. it's totally not racing. It's it's your head. That's the body mind connection again. Mm-hmm. Yes, totally. And it's so crazy, that was actually really good for me to experience because, uh, to, like, to have the medical person tell me that. Because actually, another tip: if uh, you're like experiencing this kind of like really pounding heart experience, then you could just take your own pulse with your two finger, mm-hmm. like your mm-hmm. index finger and your middle finger, and that helped me calm down because I would feel like I learned to to calm my pulse. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you say it. But... And also to calm yourself down. Yeah, because then I'm feeling like, oh, I have a normal pulse and it's fine. Like it's you're hard your to find. Yeah. You're not you're not going to go die from a heart attack <laughs> right now. And another thing I do is um, I start naming every red thing around me. It's actually a tip I read online and it actually... For me, it functions quite well. Like, it ha- doesn't have to be red. It could be your favorite color or something. Mm-hmm. But it's something to distract your mind. So you're yeah. saying, okay, there's a guy with a red umbrella and there's a girl with a red lipstick. And 
she has red shoes on and you kind of start searching through the room or through the space uh, every everything that is red and it kind of calms you down because you have an you real like exercise right now They're yeah you, your focus is somewhere else yeah yeah totally to and that helps me especially like uh, whenever i'm i'm on train rides i always listen to like podcasts or audiobooks to our podcast <laughs> to i actually uh, listened to your last episode on the way here uh-huh. <laughs> i loved it go check it out <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't pay her she, she no she's a friend <laughs> no but um just there are just a few tips that actually helped me oh one last one one last one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you can also place your hand on your stomach and start breathing in your stomach really, really slowly. Because if you are experiencing a panic attack, most of the times people breathe into their lungs instead of the tummies. Mm-hmm. And that is what makes you even more breathlessness. Like, like hyperventilate. Yeah, kind of. true. Because mm-hmm. you're only breathing too shortly. Mm-hmm. And you have to breathe more deeply and more calmly. So you have to f- place your hand on your tummy and you have to move it. Like you have to feel your stomach moving every time you breathe in and breathe out. Yeah, like a big balloon. Like yes, thing. totally. And yeah. you, so you're kind of like concentrating on this thing and then you start breathing in slowly. It's actually a hard exercise. Like it doesn't work on the first few times probably. But if you are like um, working on this, it's actually a great um great way to kind of calm yourself down i feel like also breath work in general is really good because sometimes like i've read so many times about it that we often don't breathe enough or like we don't breathe well enough and i feel like just sometimes i i I always do that when i'm really nervous about something or like i'm going somewhere and i'm really kind of you know freaking out um i just take three really 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 deep breaths and mm-hmm. it just kind of gives you like a fresh palate and you just feel like yeah. so revitalized yeah true i was actually saying to her before i went to yoga class this morning this is really in front of me and she was breathing so loud and i was like at first i was kind of annoyed because i like wanted to relax and her breathing was so loud but then i was kind of jealous because like how can she breathe in so deep like it sounded like she fully like let the air just go through her whole body but anyways we don't want to get off topic. <laughs> i just thought of that because i was like um yeah but Guys, it's a really, actually, really important fact. Not just for everyone who's like getting panic attacks, just in general. If you like want to focus, breathing is good. Yeah, your cells need oxygen. Yeah, but um, but you were not about too much oxygen. <laughs> so, oh, sorry, not, not too, too much. much oh, not too much. Yeah, that's a problem with hyperventilating. <laughs> okay, the right amount of oxygen. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but uh, you're already talking about like the or mentioning the myth with the plastic bag. So I was wondering, what are other myths about or stigmas about depression that a cure in your everyday life that or like for example are portrayed in movies and stuff or you see around the people just like oh my god that's like typical like what you would think of someone who's depressed and like yeah do you can you tell like yeah. tell us any i actually one kind of myth or what i feel like people think a lot of times is i which makes me feel very uncomfortable is that people always um compare depression with like being suicidal because mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. be suicidal if you are depressed, but not every person who is suffering from depression is suicidal. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone is like, oh, she, she's, like, about to kill herself or something. And I'm like, no, it's totally not the point. I'm like, no, to- mm-hmm. like, I feel like that's a part where I feel very misunderstood a lot of times. Because yeah. I'm still 
living a really good life. And You're I'm still happy. a really happy person yeah, as well. Yeah, I am a happy person and I do want to live. It's, mm. it's not, I'm, I'm still suffering from this mental illness and I do struggle a lot with it, like a lot, but it's not the same thing. And I don't like that people kind of see you as this really broken person if you if you're telling them that you're suffering from this kind of mental illness and i always feel like if you are telling people about this um they kind of see you as a weak person or as a or depression in general as a sign of weakness and um that's totally not the case and it's not like if you are suffering from it it's not your fault and you're not you're not your depression. It's not yeah, your, yeah. it's not your person. And that's something I, I I don't know, I feel like people should I don't know, realize more or yeah, be more sensitive. Yeah, mm-hmm. and be more sensitive to this kind of like um topic because I I actually one um one professor in university who told us that pretty much depression and burnout and everything is the same thing. And he was sitting in front of a class of 50 people and we were all like, well, it's totally not the same thing. And mm-hmm. I don't like that you put those different, uh, those different kind of illnesses together in one pot because it's not, and if you are not an expert, you should not be yeah. teaching your students those yeah. kind of things because I'm studying media and event management. <laughs> we are not experts on mental illnesses. <laughs> so I don't know how he had the feeling that he could like say something like this. And it made me feel very uncomfortable. And I don't know about the other um, 49 people in the room, but I felt like other ones were also turning heads and were like, okay, that's totally not not yeah. okay because that's a really not sen- like uh, an un- like unsensitive insensitive thing to say kind yeah, of yeah true and i i feel like you cannot see a, on a person like if you on a person's ex- appearance if they are like suffering from this illness like you probably if you would meet me on the street you would not be recognizing that because i'm not my depression i'm not yeah. my illness and that's why i feel like people need to be more sensitive about it or like in talking to other people in general because you never know what they have experienced or no. what they're going through. So it's actually just be kind to people and not like don't talk about things you don't know about mm. because you don't know if the other person who's sitting like on the opposite room is like, I don't know, experience a really bad traumatic um, mental illness. And I think some people also say that a positive mindset can cure depression. <laughs> Like I've read this a yeah. lot online. Me too. Yeah. Like eat you healthy. Positive. Eat healthy. <laughs> Just have positive thoughts. Cap or, diem. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, I feel like people need to accept it more as an illness than just like a a mindset. Yeah, it's not not a mindset. I feel like in our society, it's kind of like portrayed in a in a wrong way. It's not mm. just 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 because it's inside your head. Like, if you would have a broken leg, people wouldn't be like, oh, just go walk. Just do some exercise. Yeah, just do some exercise. <laughs> it will work out. But True. if people are feeling depressed, people are like, oh, just just wake up in the morning, go go have, uh, go have some do some yoga and, like, have a green smoothie and you will feel totally good. I feel like also, like, kind of right now in the wellness industry, I often read about, like, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling down, listen to some good music yeah. or, like, meditate and everything. I feel like all those things, because I do them myself, but I feel like all those things 
can help you but yeah. in general like there's it doesn't some, cure it yeah and there's also some something way deeper behind yeah. it that only those things can't cure themselves you maybe like suppress the feeling but yeah that's not what you want to do you want to really go behind the problem and yeah. just kind of go to the root of the whole thing totally true and it makes me actually like if people say those kind of things I kind of it makes me feel like I'm a lazy person because I just cannot get my shit together mm-hmm. but it's that's not the case like you know and I feel like people need to um to realize that at more that it's it's not it's just a that. mindset yeah, yeah, it's, it's more than it's that inside you and you need to really work on it it's it's really hard but it will get better if you're working on it I promise you yeah yeah and um I don't like like another thing I don't really like is that people say like I said it before but it's not how it meant it it's not all in your head because you will feel very physical uh, signs of depression as well like mm-hmm. it's not only your your it's not only your mind but it's also your whole body that can can experience it for example I kind of um Sometimes, uh, like, no, actually all the time, every time I'm um, with my therapist and I'm talking, like, I'm having my my, um, therapist appointment, I kind of, like, um, um, really tighten my muscle. And I get actually sore muscles from that because I just tighten them so much together, you know? Like, really, like, tense them? Yeah, tense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, tense them together. And that's actually another physical sign of that. Because so, you do this, or just no? Like, it's just actually like in general, like, no. Tension. It's actually with my in my in my legs. Oh, like I tense them really badly, okay. and then after when I leave, I'm like, oh my god, that was like a really hard exercise. And you, <laughs> som- you sometimes don't even realize that you're yeah. doing it. Like for me, example, like for for me, I I'm a really bad teeth grinder. Like at oh. night, it's like a really bad thing. Like when I've been a bit stressed out or something's on my mind, I like clench my jaw so hard together my boyfriend like needs to wake me up at night and he sometimes like like (laughs) I don't he just like has to wake me up so badly because I'm like grinding them and it's just such a bad 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 sound but that's such a nice experience no no But that's such a nice example that like physical physical um, pain, but it, not only pain, but physical. I feel like stress can also yeah, be physical. Physical st- yeah. no, oh my god, like <laughs> mental stress can cause physical, physical stress. Yeah, yeah. Yes. sorry, it. it's very late. <laughs> I feel like your body knows things before your mind knows. It. I think that's true, and I think that's kind of good but I was scary in a way it's well like you like, know it's like guys sometimes when I'm when I'm in an exam or something I have that habit of always biting my cheek really like, yeah it's really strange I've had it for so long and my mom always well, kind of points it out and she's like are you all right because it looks really strange you know like <laughs> it kind of looks like I'm trying to have like really defined cheekbones <laughs> and it's just really it's just really wow. weird but that's just another example of how like mental yeah. thoughts and stress can really really have an impact on your body yeah and actually if, as you, well. if you're like looking at your examples you can see that you are also like your mental stress is also causing you physical signs and everything so it's not that uncommon in every single person to have like I don't know f- physical effects from your stress and everything. Mm-hmm, exactly. So if you're realizing that, you can maybe understand a little bit more 
how people who are feeling depressed or who are suffering from depression feel like if it's just on a like 10 times a different basis you know yeah so but but just in general yeah like have to get the idea like i totally yeah, because, understand yeah and like people who are not suffering from mental illness can still like feel those kind of things and i don't know maybe sometimes uh, it helps people to realize that like everything that goes on in your head always affects your body it's mm -hmm. always body and mind not only your mind very well said thank you <laughs> um yeah we, we we've been talking about myths and everything but um i also want to know how should a person uh, act if they have a friend who's kind of in that situation or a loved one and um, how should they act towards that person that has depression like are there any special things you like you can say or they can say to help or are there things that they shouldn't say like can you give us some some examples yes of course so the first thing don't tell them to exercise more because they will feel better <laughs> no but like for serious um for me um i kind of for me i feel better if people um if i feel like people understand me or not understand me and my depression but can understand that I cannot be present right now um, if for example if it's like a social event and I feel like I cannot attend and my friends are like oh that's totally fine and not make me feel bad about it mm -hmm. that's something which is really important for me so for me it's important that my friends give me space if I need it mm -hmm. But it's not, like, at the same time, you should not, like, shut them out or be like, don't invite them or anything. You should still integrate them, but don't push them too hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I sometimes feel like people who think they are doing something good to you will push you and it will actually, it will actually result that the person who is suffering from depression will um, push the people around them more away. So yeah. I feel like it's the, it's a balance about integrating them but don't pushing them so i feel like it's also important to kind of make them feel wanted and yes like make them f like make them feel good about it like for example when you don't when you don't want to go somewhere it's not about saying oh why are you not coming like it's actually so bad. we had this kind of um <laughs> this kind of experience actually i think it was like a month ago or something i was it was a friday night i had worked really uh, really late and all my friends were going out like you guys were going mm -hmm. out um for dinner and i was actually planning on going as well and i told you guys i would come and then last minute i was like okay i just cannot come I'm, and you guys said oh we really want you to come but if you're not feeling well it's totally fine and i was so happy when i read your messages because it was actually the first time somebody acted the way I felt I felt very, very good with, but without telling them how. Like, mm. you did it by yourself. And I, I, re I was really like, oh, that's that's exactly what I need in a friendship. Like, Aww. people... So cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, Stop but like, it, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, 
like I really know that you guys wanted me to be there and I really felt wanted because that's if you if you're telling that uh, people that you're not coming tonight them like most of the times people are like oh but you should come you're totally missing out oh, like I hate people that. are telling you you will miss out mm -hmm. and it 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 makes you feel even worse yeah I'm not coming and you're true like, I should come but I really don't want to but I'm gonna miss out on something yeah so that's like one really bad thing to do as well so that's how I kind of like experienced the first time like the perfect scenario <laughs> of how it should work out so that's something for me that um people or friends around me should should act like and like I know everyone has like their own ways of having a healthy lifestyle but don't give those kind of advices to people who are suffering from mental illness exercise and eating like drinking a cream smoothie does not help anything um, like it does help no sorry don't <laughs> want to recall this it does help but it will not cure anything so I think yeah. that's just something you should not tell a person that they will mm -hmm. feel cured after like exercising more it will definitely help <laughs> But yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, it's helping for that situation or just in general for a good lifestyle. But if you're like really clinically depressed, I feel like you're not more in than you place. need to do. Yeah, exactly. And you're not in a place where you're working, where you can work oh, yeah, out. Oh, so, that, yeah. Um, yeah, so I kind of feel like you have to have to be sensitive around them and you have to also understand if they cannot be around for you guys for a very long time. Like if they need some space for themselves and if they're like, sometimes I'm like, leaving parties quite early because mm -hmm. I want to be there and I want to experience it but then I kind of feel low on my social battery and I'm like mm -hmm. okay guys I need to go and I need to time, recharge yeah I need to recharge <laughs> and probably like three or four hours before you guys leave yeah and I know every time I, I left when we were out partying everyone was like okay I'll get home safely and we had a great night and we're just message me when you're home yeah. I'm always like that but no one ever messages me it's not true not ever <laughs> like most of the time <laughs> really loud sorry <laughs> Yeah, I get really, really um, hyped up about this because I'm like a person who always says, message me when you're home. And like when they don't message me, I'm like, okay, they could, they might as well always like also be kidnapped right now or like whatever. But anyways. Okay, always message your friends if you're getting home safely. <laughs> and well, another thing that actually helps me personally is has nothing to do with my friends, but I kind of um, got into yoga Mm -hmm. because it's not like if you are doing beginner yoga it's not like really really hard to get in you don't have to be like super experienced to start yoga because everyone can start yoga it doesn't mm -hmm. like it has no age but for me when I started um doing more sports again I had no muscles at all because it, I, it was after a really bad episode of mine and um so if I would have gone to like um like do like the um, normal classes, class. yeah, hit classes or something. I would totally feel um, overworked, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that actually would probably frustrate me mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, I'm so lazy again, and whatever. And with yoga, you can it gives you a soft start, and mm -hmm. you can like you can grow on yourself. And I actually like I learned that I got step by step better. And that actually motivated me to to keep going. Mm -hmm. It was not like the hit class with everyone who is doing like super hot um, hot cardio stuff and it's like running <laughs> and out like really four good jumping jacks. You're like, oh, but yeah, that's totally me. It's totally me. So, 
I like the softness of yoga and that actually fills me very, it calms me down and it's kind of like really comforting mm -hmm. because I feel like they're always, like the yoga instructors are always so like, I don't so, know, mindful and they speak to you in such yeah. a nice way and they're yeah. so understanding without yeah. knowing you. They're and like, it's yeah. also, I guess it is also like focus on like relaxing your mental health yeah. as well more than mm -hmm. other like i'm not saying hit classes are not focusing on your mental health but i feel like yoga is more for tuning in with yourself mm -hmm. and like true you know this the things they say like the way they speak to you it's like open heart and like stuff like that and and they they kind of hit class it's like <laughs> beyonce pump your ass <laughs> keep no. going guys <laughs> i feel like yeah and in a hit class they probably push you like are trying to push you more mm -hmm. but in the yoga class they're trying to have you connect you with your own body more so you kind of mm -hmm. like it's more about yourself like your mind and body My mind the body connection again, again it's again. like red line through the podcast <laughs> no but if you are like if you think you are like really experiencing um a depressive episode or like depression in general i think the only thing that will actually really help you is um get professional help um go see a therapist go talk to your doctor um because other people cannot save you mm -hmm. or other people cannot cure you like It was actually a hard thing for my mom to um, kind of accept that she cannot really help me. Like, she's not the person who... who like, she can support me, and I think that's the most important part, to support mm -hmm. each other. And um, that the depressed person feels this kind of support and um, knows that they have their back. But, you, like, for my mom, it was really hard to accept that she cannot save me or what... what not save me but like cure me she cannot do anything that will feel make me feel okay right now mm -hmm. and so i know it's really hard on your friends and family as well but i think if you all work together and like support each other like in every way it will will get better and you will find happiness again And just talking about it and talking to your friends, be aware so we can support you. Yeah. Because if we know what's going on or try, like, we will never, like, fully understand, but we will try to understand and try to support you. And now, like, you said that that scenario, for example, was good for you. We're like, okay, we're going to continue doing that or maybe remember the next time that's making you feel good. But also for the people who are listening, maybe you suffer from depression, but you don't know it. Or maybe you have a friend and you don't know it. Or just in general, like, the way you should talk to people, yeah. you should always be aware that there's something going on. And also, I feel like the thing you said before um, with not labeling these people, this is not your sickness. I think that's really important that we are not putting people in boxes and are like, this is a depressed person, so he's sad now. Oh, yeah, that's so bad. Yeah. When you just like, kind of really, when you when you don't talk about the person herself, but you just say, oh, yeah, like, that's da-da-da, she's depressed. Yeah. Like, you just kind of make that her character, like, her characteristic. Yeah, yeah like her label. Yeah. 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 That's so bad. Yeah, so I kind of feel like it, for you guys as well, because I kind of talk to you guys a lot of times about it, but I do understand if some people are not able to talk that openly about everything. Mm -hmm. But for example, if only one person opens up, like I know that you guys, if you have another friend who's suffering mm -hmm. from depression right now, you would probably know, okay, I don't know, Clara said this and that make her, made her feel better. Mm -hmm. Maybe it works for her as well. Yeah. So it's just like... 
I don't know, have more conversations about it, especially with the people in, in your surroundings. Yeah, kind of a like teamwork with your family yeah. and your friends. Because actually there will be a time where you guys are probably not feeling well and I will be there. Like yeah. it's not only me who is the weak one, but everyone will be weak sometimes. And yeah. some people need a little bit more support than other ones. And they can give you really great help or advices in other, in other parts of life. So... It's it's I think it's a give and taking. So it's it's kind of like balancing. Yeah. And I think also that one thing I wanted to say is that we're just giving like you giving tips and talking from your experience and we're just trying to talk to you but there's no one solution mm -hmm. that like it's not like a oh I'm going to give you this medicine and you feel better. Like like you were saying professional yeah. help and we really recommend everyone get professional help talk up about it i feel like just opening up about it and realizing that you already have it is a big step for a lot mm -hmm. of people for sure and um yeah we're just trying to open up about this topic that's what we said but yeah get professional help your depression is not an attribute and we'll also put a hotline in the description of this podcast so you can call someone if you feel like you need to talk somewhere now and you don't feel like anyone's listening because maybe some people don't have friends maybe some people don't have anyone they can talk to yeah so it's really important that those hotlines exist yeah so yeah, that's why we're here conversation with friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah call us i'm not gonna put my phone number in there though. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. but yeah wow that was so nice Yes. Thank you for this chat, mm. Clara. Our thank dearest. you so much for having me. Yeah, and um, thank you so much for being here with us. It was honestly an honor to have you in my room <laughs> <laughs> and to have this chat for you at, with you. And um, thank you so much for coming in on Conversations with Friends. Yeah, it's an honor to have you here, really, because I think that a lot of people would go public with this, but it's so important and... So um, impressive as well. Yeah, it's really... Very you're, inspiring. You're a strong woman <laughs> and it's so nice that you're doing this with us and I hope the quality of the sound is good. <laughs> on my laptop, I'm like, oh, please, don't but, break down. <laughs> but anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in with us and we hope you really enjoyed this episode and could take something away with it and maybe open up about it and talk to your friends about it and no matter where you are right now, You're exactly where you need to be and have a beautiful day or night and always forget to be present and we will talk to you in our next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.